Live from NPR News, I'm Nora Rahm. G7 leaders have agreed to launch a new initiative to rebuild global infrastructure after the pandemic. NPR's Frank Langfitt reports. The White House calls it a values-driven infrastructure partnership led by the seven major democracies represented at the G7 summit in the coastal county of Cornwall. U.S. officials say it would help address the more than $40 trillion in infrastructure needs in the developing world. The White House did not specify exactly how the funds would be raised, but mentioned using government assets such as the U.S. Agency for International Development and mobilizing private sector investment. The program is designed to compete with the massive Belt and Road Initiative, which China launched in 2013 to build infrastructure from Southeast Asia to Europe. President Biden increasingly sees America's relationship with China as a contest between democratic and authoritarian systems. Frank Langford, NPR News, Falmouth, England. One person has been arrested in Austin, Texas, in connection with a shooting in the city's entertainment district last night that wounded 14 people. Nathan Bernier from member station KUT reports. Details are sparse, but Austin police, with help from the FBI, combed through reams of video footage gathered from police surveillance cameras, officer body cams, and the cell phones of witnesses. That's what helped lead to the arrest of a suspect in connection with the shooting in Austin's busy 6th Street Entertainment District. Police Chief Joseph Chacon says they don't have a motive, but believe it was an isolated incident between two groups of people. Most of the victims were innocent bystanders, but we're still sorting out all of the victims to see what their involvement is in this case. Police say when the shooting took place, the crowd was at pre-pandemic levels and filled 6th Street. For NPR News, I'm Nathan Bernier in Austin, Texas. In Atlanta, family members and supporters gathered today to remember 27-year-old Rayshard Brooks, a black man killed by a white city police officer, just weeks after the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Lily Oppenheimer from member station WABE reports. It was 90 degrees in buggy Georgia heat. That didn't stop family and friends of Rayshard Brooks from memorializing him. For hours, they stood raising their fists in protest on the site where Brooks died. Three shots to the bank! How you justify that? Three shots to the bank! How you justify that? You can't! Atlanta officer Garrett Rolfe was fired a day after he shot Brooks, but the city's civil service board ruled that violated his due process. Rolfe has since been reinstated, pending felony murder charges against him. Rolfe's trial has been delayed due to a dispute over who should prosecute the case. A judge ruled this month that the Georgia attorney general must appoint a new prosecutor. A hearing has been scheduled for next Wednesday. For NPR News, I'm Lily Oppenheimer in Atlanta. You're listening to NPR News. Today marked the fifth anniversary since the mass shooting at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Forty-nine people died and 53 others were wounded. It was the deadliest attack on the LGBTQ community in U.S. history. A federal judge in Wisconsin is blocking a Biden administration program to forgive federal farm loans for people of color. Hope Kerwin of Wisconsin Public Radio reports. The temporary restraining order halts payments that were set to start this month under a new loan forgiveness program for socially disadvantaged farmers, including those who are Black, Native American, or Latino. The program was created under the last COVID-19 stimulus package as a way to address long-term racial discrimination within the U.S. Department of Agriculture. But a dozen white farmers suing the agency claim the program is unconstitutional. Rick Essenberg is their attorney. The Supreme Court has made clear that all racial 
racial preferences are subject to strict scrutiny and that they cannot be justified by societal discrimination. A USDA spokesperson said the agency would continue to defend the program. For NPR News, I'm Hope Kerwin in La Crosse, Wisconsin. The Minnesota Twins announced today the death of former pitcher Jim Mudcat Grant. No cause was given. He was 85. He was the first black 20-game winner in the American League. Grant's major league career spanned 14 years, fewer than four seasons with the Twins, but he was a key part of Minnesota's first World Series team in 1965. A statement said Grant remained a beloved member of the organization well into his retirement. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News.